you're very close to having to face the likes concerts allegations if you you keep (laughs) flying out across the country on a whim to go to music festivals i don't like concerts still this confirmed it lot of people i mean coachella specifically it was a lot of people um but i think i prefer concerts where you can sit in one place like i don't think i'm a festival girly but i had fun i had a really good time i liked that because it was happening all day i could plan out my day based on the artists i want to see and i liked how i could see three to four artists in one day like i liked being able to watch their like 45 minute sets even for artists i didn't even know that well like Rosalia, I thought was easily the best set I saw all weekend, and I don't listen to her like that. But now I do, so I like the yeah. festival as being like a almost like a publicity uh, affair for each of these artists. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's a benefit. That's a benefit for sure. Like I saw Georgia Smith like that at Gulf Ball like years right. years ago. Right, and I think that you also get just get to see these really um creative these other creative sides of a artist that like I feel like a concert is so curated like everything is exactly the same and I feel like they probably have more freedom with a Coachella because it's only a 40 to one hour set uh so they can kind of perform whatever whatever songs they want obviously it's organized but it's a bit more like they just have more freedom like creative freedom I think or that's what I pulled from it and they're trying to get out like get out of there and go be a fan at other sets i feel like exactly like the metro Boomin set was fucking insane i looked it up apparently there were like eighty thousand people there or something like that it might have been more but there were shit ton of people there and then the weekend was in the crowd after he performed like it was just like a really good vibe all around and so i love that energy i love being around people like that but it was overwhelming it was hot as fuck it's dusty um we had vip wristbands and still i feel like it wasn't vip enough like it was still really packed (laughs) um otherwise it was good i think it's gassed i think coachella is gassed a bit i don't know why but i think it is i think it's a really big deal for artists so i don't think it's gas for them but i think in attending it is like there's a lot of logistics involved of how to get there and how to get out of there we would get an Uber from our hotel to like this main parking lot. And then from the parking lot, it's over a mile walk basically to the actual campground. So this is what we would do. We'd pay these bikes, $15 a person to bike us on these like carriages to the entrance of the campsite. After the first day, we were like, fuck no, are we walking that again? It's 90 degrees. I'm not walking a mile in my like outfit. Times, I don't think so. Like Times Square carriage. That's what you're talking about. It's smaller, but yeah, but it's on a bike. I see. I see. It can fit six people. And it's like a a guy is literally biking and pulling six people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so jank. But in terms of ranking of sets, I would put Rosalia 
Metro Boomin because he just brought out great people. Seeing Future Live, did you see my story for you? I thought of you. Yeah. Really emotional. I he was singing every stuff. lyric That's too. Awesome. He was singing every lyric. He's a good performer. He's really good. Um, the weekend too was really good. And then my third favorite set, Willow Smith. She's like a rock star. I like it. I like it. Like dead ass, like electric guitar, everything brought out Jaden Smith. They were rocking together. He was like, This is my baby sister. I'm so freaking proud of her. All that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Good, I'm with good it. stuff. I'm with it. Good list. Yeah. Good list. Good no list. Frank. Sad. Yeah. I was out of there before little Skrillex and Fred again went on. I was like, yep, we're out. So fun. Yeah. Bye. No thanks. No thanks. You had a cultural question for me. <laughs> cultural question. Cultural. Yeah, I suppose it is. Okay. I was just well, I was just thinking about how like if you start talking to a, a new girl that you've never met or mm -hmm. like a new potential romantic partner, um, mm -hmm. especially if it's like at a party and stuff, like, and you're, both your friend groups are there, like, I don't know if this is a question. It's more of an observation. But like, oh, okay. I feel like there's always drama. There are all, it, it <laughs> always gets messy in terms of like your other friends trying to shoot at her other friends and stuff like that. Oh, you mean like when the friend groups collab? Yeah. There's some yeah. like cross-pollination going on and it gets messy. Exactly. It's only messy because in a heterosexual uh, way, like let's say it's straight guys and straight girls, it only gets messy because of the boys. The girls aren't shooting out here like that. Like it might be like one girl shoots once at one guy, possibly, but like. I think it's messy because the guys, because the guys don't give a fuck about the other guys. They're just like, that girl's cute, or I like her vibe, and I'm going to shoot, even though my friend just said 10 minutes ago that he already hit her up, like, two weeks ago in the DMs, da 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 Like, I feel like it gets messy because the guys, and I think people forget that boys are messy. Like, honestly, guys in general are messy, and they just act like they're not, and they are. Yeah. No, I agree with, <laughs> I agree with men being messy. And also... Men take advantage of other men's like unwillingness to show emotion in those type of settings. I feel like right. So it's like not a big deal because he just met her type shit. Even though it's right, it could be very disrespectful. Whereas, like, I'll call dibs on a guy weeks before I met him, and like, if another <laughs> girl you tried met to him, yeah, like if I see him on Instagram or something, and then wow. I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, he's cute, like. Or if my let's say my friend's like, oh, this guy's coming through. Or like, this is a friend of a friend. I'm like, oh, he's cute. Like, what's his deal? Oh, he's single. Lit. Like, like wait till I see him. Da da da. And if I see that my friend's shooting her shot, I'd be like, I told you weeks ago that I was gonna do that. I would be so offended. Whereas guys okay, is are that like, not dramatic. That's dramatic. No, that's just, no, that's just girl code. Oh, that's dramatic though. That's girl code. That's girl code. That's girl code. Uh, what if what if your friend what if he and your friend have obvious chemistry? I don't see none. <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's see funny. none. I'm like, what do you mean chemistry? Like, this is not this is not school. Like, I don't see anything.
Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, weeks in advance. It has to be less than weeks in advance. Okay, not weeks. I'm really but like, thrown if off we, by that. Not weeks, but like if there is a girl that you see and you're like, you've been checking her out on Instagram or like whatever. You see her out a couple times. You never really talk to her type of thing, whatever. And you're like, I'm interested. Like, I want to hit her up. And then your friend starts hitting her up. You're going to feel some type of way. But also like, it. De- I mean, it depends on who she chooses. For who feels which way. So that's okay, like anyways. why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Back to the friend group dynamics. I do agree with you that when two friend groups collide, girl and guy, it does get messy and it gets kind of funny. But I also do think that if there are bases for friendships, that's also where it gets a bit messy. Because like, this might always say, like, I want a fresh baked nigga. Like, I don't want the guy who has, like, the, the friend over here who has the friend over here and, like, this friend. Because, yes, that's, like, maybe how you meet people easily. But, like, if it doesn't literally pan out, it just becomes this really uncomfortable, awkward situation. Because, like, I will see you again. I will, I will yeah. most definitely see you again. So, like, I'm very wary in those situations. Like, I would really just rather be, like, going out friends or, like, friendly acquaintances. And then we can see if it, like, bubbles into more. But, like, I, I'm, like, I'm not trying to, like, blow this shit up. Like, I like being able to go here and here and here because of these guys or whatever. Like, I don't want, I'm not cutting my nose by my face. (laughs) A lot of people say that, like, they they just want somebody that's off the grid. But I feel like nobody really does that. Like, how many rappers have dated Karuche, for example? Well, I'm going to bring my girl Karuche into this. (laughs) Well, okay, yeah, that was a stray. Sorry, Karuche. I fuck with her. (laughs) Um, no, I see what you're saying. I feel like a lot of like a lot of celebrities date the same like they're little pods of celebrities that all date each other and stuff. No, no, no. I feel like when you're especially this age, like it makes sense that you date people or like you go out on dates or you're interested in people that are like within your immediate circle. Like that makes sense to me. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying like in the initial stages of that, it can be very messy. And when you're hanging out with those people, you have to be careful because like. It's not like a bumble day or a hinge day where it's like, okay, we didn't get along or like you deached me. I'll never see you again. I It's like, no, I'll see you again. And I have to act polite and I need to get my shit together. And I can't be like raging at you. You can't be raging at me because I'm either friends with your friends or you're friends with my friends. And like, we have to keep yeah. this somewhat cordial. And I think that's where it gets messy. Um, but if like everything works out and you end up with them and it's perfect, then like what a great story. You had all these mutual friends and it just made sense and it makes hanging out even easier but like if it doesn't then it just turns into like or if it uh, ends yeah like i don't know i kind of like the idea of being in a relationship and we have no mutual friends or we have like a couple peripheral friends (laughs) yeah i don't know that might sound dark but (laughs) no i see what you're saying i see what you're saying and I do think this is like a very interesting time. I mean, my mom always told me from a young age, she was like, you know, Dominique, like date a guy that you're friends with, da da da, but don't fuck it up. 
like even if after it doesn't work out because he might have other friends that you're interested in and I think that if every girl lives by that statement you're gonna find the one what does don't fuck it up mean in that context like if it doesn't work out don't burn the bridge just in case you want to shoot at his friends Is yeah. That what you... yeah. that's crazy though as well this is such a this is such a double a double code that you live by where you could call dibs weeks in advance and it's drama if somebody steps over the the line of, of this this theoretical man that you haven't met but if you have a relationship that ends you keep the line open so you can hit his friends up. Oh, this is treachery. I didn't know that this was going to be such a treacherous episode. I'm just saying that you just never know who's going to roll through. And, you know, a guy breaks your heart. If he's if a guy breaks your heart, he's rude. That's different. If, like, there's no bad blood and there's no beef, then, and I met your friends and they're cool, like, I might see that nigga again in five years and be interested. Like, I don't know. But, like, I don't need some guy talking shit about me to his friends. Like, I want him to be like, Dominique's cool. It just didn't work out. And then I see his friend a couple years later. And I'm like, oh, my God, hey. Like, you just want good vibes all around. You never know. You just never know. And I'm not saying I've done any of that. I am not a homie hopper. I am not a person who is, like, you know, bouncing around, figuring but out. But you like, would. But I'm saying, like, if the opportunity presents itself, will I say no? No, I will say like I'm in, consider me interested. If you want to label that be, treacherous, you just want to be in a rom com. That's treachery. <laughs> that's not treachery. That's just like good. That's good public relations. You're not gonna about to oh burn a bridge. <laughs> that's good. Stop. Stop. Public relations. I can't believe this. I'm just saying. I am just saying. Let's talk about succession, man. I got it. I'm just saying, you want to keep it all good vibes. I'm not saying if you bring up with Meg tomorrow that you like that one of her friends hits you up and that's okay. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, like, if you broke up with Meg tomorrow and in a couple years, one of her friends rolled through and was like, Will, what's up? And you were like, Girl, what's up? Then I'm not saying, like, it's like, it's not bad. I'm just saying it's like not, it's not amazing, but like, it's not a bad thing. That's treacherous. That's treacherous. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm keeping this in too. <laughs> Succession talk. Let's a, go. Yes, please. I'm like digging myself a deeper hole. Yeah, succession talk. Um, good episode. One of my favorites, I think. Yeah. Give Karen Incredible. Culkin the Emmy. That this show, I'm worried about him. Honestly, this show it looks like it's fucking him up. I don't know if you watched that little post episode. I did, but I also just think he's like a very emotional actor. He's also like he feels like he's really um insular anyway. Um. But he was saying he was like, I'm not a um, he was like, I'm not like my character at all. Like people think I am and I'm just not. But it really is tough for me to like do those really emotional scenes, which is fair. Yeah, but it seems like he's 
inhabiting his character too much. Or not too, I mean, listen, let me not tell the man how to do his job, but he he was very upset while discussing scenes about Roman being upset. I was like, oh man, like, I just wanted to give him yeah. a hug. I think um, I also listened to a podcast interview and he was like, I was having the shittiest week ever because I was away from my kids for 12 days anyway. So he was like, I was already like just in a bad mood. And then I was, knew that I had to do this like really emotional scene. And I was just I think his brain space was like already there. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like when you're in these characters for so long and they're such intense characters, you there's not a part of you that doesn't take on their emotional weight somewhere in your body or your mind yeah you're probably right about that just hope he doesn't overdo it i agree um but yeah great episode winner of the episode shit Uh, you think i don't know her i don't know what her game is right now but i think she kind of won the episode because she's she realized she was being pushed out more as the episode kept going or as like their time in Norway kept progressing. And I think she was just like, let me see how much of this field I can play. So I don't know if she's necessarily like the winner, but I think she she was down, she was down bad the last couple episodes and she she kind of got a little victory here. Somehow, somehow she did. That's fair. That's fair. I'm cool. I with think that. she she also hates ATN and just wants the deal to be done. Like, she doesn't yeah. care. She just wants to go to Pierce, perhaps, like, make that a thing. Like, she doesn't like that ATN is, like, this Fox News type ultra-right conservative network that her dad built. Like, she could give less of a shit. Yeah. And she, like, kind of got Tom back. She kind of pulled Tom back in this episode. Were they going to fuck? I was like, are we going to watch them <laughs> have sex in Norway now? No way. No way. The, the sexual tension. You think? That's not even yeah. what I was talking about. Oh, I think they had crazy sexual tension that episode. Huh. When they're when they're in the plane at the very end and she's just like she says something weird, like, um like, yeah, you're not like on the list or something. Like, I don't know. The way she says it is she oh, she goes, Do you want to get dinner when we get back? I was like, Ooh. Oh, yeah. I didn't think that was sexual tension. I think that... Well, I also just think because I'm anticipating that she's going to tell him about the baby, so it's not going to be, like, a sexy conversation. Oh, but I forgot about you, the baby. You never know with her. Right. <laughs> she to be like, yeah. I want to keep our marriage going for the kid. Also, do you want to have a threesome? <laughs> like, that would be all in one sentence. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Um, loser of the episode. Oh, oh was, you have Kendall. I, real quick. I have Kendall winning. Why? I think that this was just another step on the path of becoming his dad, like, or becoming like a killer. <laughs> I know, of. but he he like just wants to beat his dad somehow. Slash, he just wants to be CEO. And I hate that for him. It makes sense with his character, but like I hate it for him. So I don't know if he's the winner in my eyes, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. It just seems to me like he's 
he has a mischievous feel to him. He like yeah, feel it feels like he's just playing with house money, but also like the way it ended up for him with Roman basically tanking the deal by himself. And like effectively he he effectively basically just did Kendall's dirty work after Kendall was like, let's tank the deal. And yeah, uh, um, like he didn't have to really say anything like super overt. And he ended like he ended up coming out as like the cool sort of like more collected one. Alexander Skarsgård, though, hot, hot sexual, yeah, another sexual winking there. <laughs> until he started talking about sending liters of blood to people. Yeah, that was a crazy, cra- like who in the writer's room was like, let's just see if his character, if that like, let's see if that sticks. <laughs> They're so good at like getting the most off-putting thing ever. And like not the, really surprising you still. Yeah, it, I don't like it. But I love it. Right. But yeah, we're halfway through the season. So it's kind of scary that there's five episodes left. Scary and like, I don't know which way it could go. Um, I don't know if they're going to even keep the same timeline of like a day or two days or whatever it is. But I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see like what what happens. But halfway through, here we go. Yeah. Let's finish strong. For real. Is that what you tell your little leaguers? Yes, it actually is. <laughs> Let's finish strong. Have you been yeah. winning, losing? Um, so we got our teeth kicked in opening day. Just a tough, tough loss. Okay. We bounced back. A huge win this past okay. weekend. Controversial. Okay. Because it started raining halfway through, but we got the win, baby. Do you draw plays like Friday night? No, I just make the lineup, decide who's pitching, who's going to pitch after him. They're learning. Okay. Look at you giving back to the youth. Man. If I'm you one day. I wish I could be you one day. Look at you. I'm like a young Bruce Wayne. What? No. And nobody does to say it helps the youth. <laughs> Nah, that's orphans. Never mind. Yeah, my backstory is not tragic enough to be a superhero. All right. Let's get out of here. I'm late. (laughs) All right. Cheers. All right. I'll talk to you later.